I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU News. Clear tonight, the low down to 52, sunny and 78 tomorrow. One of the nine landmarks Illinois Preservation Awards is going to a historic former hotel in southern Illinois. The Goodall Building on the Public Square in Marion is a recipient of the 2023 Landmarks Illinois Richard H. Dryhouse Dry Foundation Preservation Awards. The building provides restaurant, residential, and event space. The project has encouraged additional investment and development in downtown Marion. The awards ceremony will take place on October 27th in Chicago. The Illinois Department of Transportation is announcing more than $11 million in planning grants are being awarded to communities around the state. IDOT spokesperson Paul Wapple says they will help kick off initiatives. They're planning grants so communities, cities, counties, municipalities can look into various uh, projects and things that will help you know, enhance the quality of life in their community. $11.4 million uh, is being invested in a, a total of 30 grants uh, made possible by the Rebuild Illinois Capital Program and these are important projects for a lot of parts, uh, portions of the state. Several southern Illinois projects are in line for funding. Funding will go towards a bicycle transportation plan for the cities of Carterville, Heron, Murfreesboro, Pinckneyville, DuCoin, and West Frankfort. There's also money for a public transit study in Jackson County. The 2023 Illinois State Fair set attendance records. The more than 700,000 people who visited the event in Springfield make this fair the most highly attended since industry standards were enacted. State officials credit part of the increased attendance with new theme and discount days as well as good weather. The high attendance numbers also reflect the second highest grandstand tickets sold in the last five years. Governor J.B. Pritzker has obligated over $80 million in infrastructure investments on the fairgrounds. Construction resumes this fall on Phase 2 of the Coliseum, which focuses on an electrical overhaul, underground plumbing, new seating, new restrooms, an elevator, and adding an HVAC system that will allow for year-round use. The Illinois High School Association will now vet transgender athletes to determine eligibility for championship play in single-sex sports. The Bloomington-based organization governing high school sports approved a policy update requiring trans athletes to submit documentation affirming their gender identity. IHSA will rule on eligibility and weigh whether a transgender athlete has a competitive advantage or creates unfair play in postseason events. Executive Director Craig Anderson says the board limited the scope of their policy to what they control. It was a cleanup of language. Um, you know, honestly, if the U.S. Department of Education would come out with a position, a firm position, I think it would help us along with other state associations. We want to try to be as inclusive as we can with students and have them really uh, have a positive high school experience, uh, no matter how they identify. Um, but at the same time, uh, protecting the integrity of competition, uh, in particular during our state series. Policies regarding regular season play, self-identification, and locker room usage are determined at the local level. Secretary of State Alexi Janulius and a professor from the University of Illinois were in Washington, D.C. today, testifying before a U.S. Senate committee on banning books. Janulius highlighted a new state law which prohibits Illinois libraries that nix certain books from receiving state funding. He was asked to respond to claims that book banning isn't serious. The level of threats, intimidation, physical threats in talking to library, librarians, they have never seen it in their entire careers. It's difficult to find new librarians who want to serve in roles that used to be their dream jobs. And just a few weeks ago, in the suburbs of Chicago, numerous libraries received 
bomb threats. During her testimony, U of I's Emily Knox described the type of books being banned. She pointed out the majority of books being challenged are written by or are about racial and religious minorities, LGBTQIA individuals, and other diverse groups. I'm Brad Palmer reporting WSIU News.